Hello, good evening. Uh, I was kicked out. Shalom everyone. I was kicked out from the internet, I don't know, once or twice. I hope it, it will be okay throughout the class, we won't have any trouble. Alright, I'm glad that you are all with me tonight. Uh, we're going to proceed on to our class about plot chat. And uh, uh, what I, I tell you right now, I think uh, uh, we are going to proceed on uh, with the, we're going to finish very soon with the bloodshed, we continue with the story, uh, my plan with God's help is to continue with the uh, next commandment which is a uh, theft and we will talk about uh, uh, the, uh, the Tower of Babylon, we'll talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, we'll talk about Abraham as we move off to the theft this will be an opportunity to iron out in depth the the binding of Isaac and, uh, and so forth. This all relates to Abraham and, and uh, number four commandment. So this will be our next topic as we finish with number three, bloodshed. Of course, it's uh, uh, we can dwell more and more on bloodshed. It's, uh, but this is just like uh, our first class about this, and we are all, we will we will always with God help have opportunity to go back to the topics and learn it in more depth uh, whenever we learn it the second time or the third time we learn we go in depth more so let's continue where we finished last time by the way uh, do you do you hear me uh, do you hear me well is there any problem with the hearing okay so I don't hear from you. I very clear. Okay, there. Thank goodness. So let's let's read where where we stop. So by the way, Noah in Hebrew, the, the biblical name, biblical name Noah, biblical names the period have uh, have importance. A, na a person name reveals about his nature, about <coughs> his destiny. Noah means uh, rest, mere, mere, uh, mean uh, somebody who does not encounter, doesn't fight, uh, with, uh, doesn't, uh, he's not there to conquer the earth with, uh, with uh, herbs, I mean with horses, with warriors, like all the other religions. So we, the Noah is a, is a comfortable man, he's a pleasant man. He's also meaning rest. Noach means rest, pleasant and also rest. And we said Noach rest means of course the Sabbath. And we, we already said that Noach uh, experienced the Sabbath in his ark. Uh, we'll, we learn to, and we learn today about another aspect, what it means Noach rested. It's a very important contribution of Noach to the Sabbath. Uh, so Today, let's read what we just re uh, writing here. Uh, the question is, what no, uh, what did Noah achieve that no one, no one before or after him has ever achieved? Why, why we, why we emphasize so much Noah? And um, what's special about the Noah movement? And so why, why Noah and not Abraham and not Isaac? And what's so special? What's so great about Noah? 
something that he achieved that nobody else has ever achieved. So to, to understand that, to understand it in full, let's go what we learned last week, that actually uh, Noah reversed the, the heavenly court. What does it mean? With the prayer. Before the prayer on Mount Moriah, the heavenly court looked like this uh, diagram there. We'll be talking about it last week. Where uh, Hashem in, in sadness attracted to the uh, to the ark because of human evil, evil, evilness. So the Yud Hevavke kind of shrunk or retracted in sadness and leaving the world uh, for Elohim to execute his punishment uh, uh, freely, so to speak, with no mercy. So at the time of the flood, there was a small Yud Hevavke, small Yud YHVH, small mercy in the world, confined basically to to North Ark. And the, and the big Elohim, Elohim was huge. The sword of Elohim took the, the uh, wiped out humanity by, the, by water. As actually verse number 2 in Genesis says, the spirit of Elohim was hovering over the water. So uh, the, the punishment, the whip of Elohim is, is uh, over the water. So water is, is the whip of Elohim. This is how Elohim punished us with water. As, as other calamities as well, but typically uh, Elohim is depicted as, as uh, water. Why water? Because as water, water penetrates everything. Potter recognizes no, 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 no obstruction. Everybody is even in front of the water. The water level are even, flat. And this is the justice of Elohim. And Elohim judged judge us, he, nobody, has a, nobody is royal, everybody is equal in his eyes, so his judgment penetrates everything, like water penetrates everything, and, and the judgment is equal to all human beings, kings and, and poor men and laymen, all, all are judged the same way in his eyes. So this is why Lokim judgment is, is uh, usually uh, compared to water. Now, so Elohim's sword was huge at the time of the flood, where you'd have Avkesh shrunk, to speak, or attracted into the, into the ark. So, uh, as we said, not a, a you'd have Avkesh retracted in sadness, closing the door for Noah, while the large sword of Elohim wiped out humanity. But after the flood, the heavenly code is changed or reversed. And as the sun came came out, and the heavy cloud dispersed, the rainbow came out the first time ever, and Elohim judgment was split into two. So we, we after the, after Noah uh, prayer after the flood uh, in Mount Moriah, we see attenuated Elohim judgment below the rainbow and a harsh judgment of Elohim above the rainbow and, uh, and uh, above them, above everything, resides merciful Yudhev Avkei greater than ever before 
greater than or closer to us than Noah than uh, to Noah closer to Noah than to Adam, Abel, and Enosh. So, in other words, from from a heavenly court, it looks like this. Noah achieves by his prayer and heavenly court like that. Where Elohim, the huge sword of Elohim actually was split or broken into two, if you wish, so to speak. And, and the judgment was, was, the harsh judgment retrieved above the, above the rainbow, leaving a small attenuated judgment to, to rule out earth. And, and of course, Yud Vav K came out from the ark for his prayer, uh, bigger, the, closer to us, bigger to us than to ever before, better, uh, closer to us than to Adam, closer to us than to Abel or, or Enosh. Now, Noah achieved here a thing that nobody else ever attained, ever achieved, and w will never ach achieve. Nobody else ever managed to break a lochim into two, into into smaller and harsh and larger piece, so to speak, a judgment, so to speak. So what the rainbow, what the rainbow symbolizes, is 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 the 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 the, 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 the diminishing of the harshness of a lochim judgment. Many, many people after Noah will achieve uh, a change in, in Yud Hev They will bring closer to us, they will draw, they will draw Yud Hev closer to us than to Noah. Like take Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses on Sinai. Each of those people and those generations achieve <coughs> that Hashem came closer and closest, the merciful one came closer to closest to us the epitome of closeness, the, the, the closest it could get, we could get to him was on Sinai and then in the Holy Temple, where, where, where Hashem dwelt in the cherubs. That's the you'd have half case. So many people would achieve after Noah, even greater you'd have half case than Noah achieved here. And that's nice. But, but Noah, nobody else but Noah the righteous man, Noah, only he ever uh, was able to diminish the harshness of Elohim. So, so uh, why could why could Noah achieve such a change in the heavenly court to diminish the Elohim part? Because Noah, it says on him, as nobody ever nobody ever says like uh, uh, the verse doesn't say about anybody else. That Noah walked with Elohim all his life. He was very careful about Elohim law and to be to do the right thing, besides being merciful. So only a person like Noah could achieve something drastic like that to change the Elohim way. So, I, I, I repeat here, not Abraham, not even Moses brought such a change in Lokim ways. Yeah, they changed, they brought closer and closer, you'd have FK, but, but we still live under, under Noah covenant. So, we still live under Noah covenant in a, in a sense that under the rainbow, uh, we, see, we see more mercy 
and we see less Elohim uh, now because because of Noah. So Noah achieved for us something that was before the flood, and we are still under the Rainbow Covenant, which means we, Elohim doesn't change; it hasn't changed, so to speak, from from Noah time. So because of this diminishing judgment of, of, of Elohim, which the rainbow shows, because of this split in Elohim here, the big Elohim harshness around above the rainbow, and, uh, and diminishing power, diminishing harshness below the, below the rainbow, because of him, because of that diminishing judgment, harshness, this is why the flood is not going to return as long there is a rainbow in the sky. So the sky assures us that the harshness of Elohim judgment is not going to come back. So that's why Noah is not only our biological father, the father of our genes, but the spiritual father as well. That's why. Yeah, there are people who, who brought a shame, you have a cake closer to us. But nobody achieved what he achieved here. To diminishing, to, to diminishing the harshness of Elohim judgment. We'll see in a minute what does it mean in practical terms. But let's, let's pause for a minute and see, uh, dwell a little bit more in depth what he did. What Noah did here. Uh, let me read it for you. The, the change, the change that he brought about in the heavenly court, we just spoke about, Noah corrected, by this way, he corrected the error of his generation. What were the, what were the error of his generation? We already spoke about what, what brought the flood. It was kind family in one way, the Dama, his wife family, and his own family shed on the other, the righteous one. What was what what did they what is uh, these two fraction of humanity at Noah time did? We remember that the time of Noah, the children of Elohim, the kind tribe, followed the Elohim harsh ways. They believed in in in, ex, in execution of the of the most harsh uh, of Elohim law. Uh, in the most harsh way, you know, the thieves' hands were cut in the market, the uh, heads were, 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 were cut off the bodies, was the smallest thing. So the, the, the judgment, uh, with, no, with no mercy. Uh, this practice, they did it in order to kind of pay or cover the, the, the sin of, of kind. They became like two pious. They, 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 they took upon themselves to follow the harshness of Elohim. That's why they're called children of Elohim. Well, this practice caused them to become less sensitive to human suffering. And they became very cruel. And then they, they slid into, into a terrible uh, Hamas, what we call, uh, bloodshed and theft. And uh, we talk about Tubal kind, the gangs, and the, and the, the uh, uh, heinous uh, crime that they committed, the uh, bloodshed and theft under the what, what under the uh, the sun. We don't no shame. 
So this is the children of Elohim that corrupted because they followed uh, the harshness of Elohim. So now Noah came and he split that Elohim house judgment in the with the rainbow, telling us that Elohim is now not as harsh anymore. So he showed, he gave us an example to his children, they said okay, the human cult should behave like that. A human cult should never execute harshness so swiftly as before the, uh, before the flood. We, you, we our ch children, should never do what, what the children of kind did. Because our, we are facing Elohim smaller, attenuated measure of, uh, of, of judgment, and we should behave the same. We, shouldn't, we should be more harsh than Elohim. Elohim have as a patient for us. He, he, he now delayed the execution, he's waiting for us to repent. He's not going to bring the flood so quickly. So we, so, so we should be doing the same thing. We should also be very careful when we execute punishment, especially capital punishment, as well as other punishment as well. So let's not be more pious than Elohim. So here Noah, in this way, by, by putting the rainbow, he, he corrected Nama's family's, Nama, his wife's family, error. Now let's, do, let's look what he did with the big yud have that he brought about. So on the other side of, of humanity, of Noah's society, if you remember, uh, on the, uh, the, before the flood, uh, there was Enosh. Noah, a grandfather, great great grandfather, that uh, he was an orator, preacher, that preached that uh, you'd have FK, the Sabbath is already here. That mercy is here. You remember, this is uh, the verse talk about Enosh that he called in the name of you'd have FK. He forgot about Elohim. He went all the way the other, other, way, other way around. He said, the Sabbath is already here. There are no sinners. Elohim is already rested. There is no retribution, no sinners. That he preached in his, in, his, in his great compassion and belief. Fine. Lo and behold, if all sins are, are already forgiven, you can imagine what people did. Well, I can, I, if my sin is already uh, forgiven ahead of time, I can rob, I can kill, I can rape. Who cares? And that's exactly what... what, what what is a premature teaching brought to the world. So uh, it's premature, premature teaching of, of the Sabbath, cover the Sabbath. So that caused humanity to slide into bloodshed and self from the other side. So this is what Noah was, was so, was so uh, desperate. Whatever, whatever way you go, you end up with bloodshed. You, you, go, you follow kind, you end up with bloodshed. If you follow his own family, Enosh, you also have this bloodshed. Something wrong with our, with our self, he, he thought. So what did he do? Uh, Noah, he, he, uh, he, he corrected. What did Noah do? He, uh, he, he, he taught his people now, he taught, he taught his uh, people that part is missing here on the chart. 
that uh, the youth have half K that comes along, so the mercy, yes, mercy is closer now than ever before. And when Noach, when Enosh, as a prophet, saw that Hashem is coming, here Noach, Noach achieved what, what Enosh saw. Hashem is indeed coming closer to us. But, at the same time, uh, you have Avke carry the revolving sword with her. So she's not going to close eyes if you do things, evil, evil doing, evil, evil that she hates. That part of the, of the revolving sword of Hashem, that part Enosh did, forgot to, to, tell, to tell his followers. He thought that the Sabbath is already here. There is no revolving sword at all. So he has not corrected both the Shet, shet teaching and kind teaching. What, what, he, he, he taught now uh, the true meaning of Yud Hev and Elohim, Hashem Elohim Oneness. What does it mean? He, he, brought, he, he brought the two attributes closer to each other. If you, if you can look at this this way. Elohim became less harsh and the merciful one, as long because, because she came closer to us, we see more her sword also. So she became also more harsher than ever before, where Elohim became less harsher. So that the, uh, the oneness of the attribute became even more closer to Enoch than to the predecessors. So when, so to speak, uh, when Elohim diminishes, and you'd have Afk become greater and greater. We are we are moving towards the Sabbath. We are moving towards the Sabbath. So, so Noah actually uh, moved humanity closer to the Sabbath. We see now heavenly court, which is closer than the Sabbath, than the time of the flood. Elohim is now less harsh because of Noah. You'd have is greater in our eyes, but. As long as there is the evil in the world, well, we are not in the Sabbath yet. If you if you think that we are in the Sabbath yet, well, you will end up uh, the all the error that Enosh did. In fact, that's why in Hebrew, humanity, humanity today is still called under Enoshim, under the under uh, the children of Enosh, because we are not yet. Humanity is not yet the children of Noah. We still err uh, with this, still forgot about what, what Yudhevavk means. Yes, the mercy is here, is greater and we love her, but she also get carry with her this wrath, potential wrath against evildoer that Enosh forgot to tell his people. So here, uh, here we say that Noah knew heavenly court. This is now a new heavenly court that Noah achieved by his prayer at Mount Moriah. It implies a new moral standard in the world, a new level of moral responsibility higher than the moral, moral responsibility of Adam or Abel or Enosh altogether. That's what Noah. That's how the importance of Noah. Now, because, I, because of the increased presence of Hashem and diminished presence of Elohim, it is, it is possible, or this is possible, only if we have a change in our heart. So, 
So uh, a challenge in heavenly court uh, is a, a, is a based on on our change in our heart. We need to to be able to to live with this kind of a court. We cannot continue to build to behave like the the, 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 the like the like the flood generation and expect the, the heavenly courts to come closer to us. We need to change accordingly. So we need to be to prove ourselves capable of living under such diminished Elohim as judgments. So let's read it here. So as Noah was standing by his altar on altar on Mount Moriah, and the sun was coming out to disperse the heavenly heavy cloud, and a new heavenly court came out too. So there's a new era, a new heavenly court, along with the rainbow, and it presented itself now to Noah. It's its term in clear tone and words for us to see and understand and follow. So the rainbow covenant is now heralding or telling the Noah what are the terms of the new of the heavenly of the new heavenly court. So as the heavenly court came out, uh, first there is a protocol. First the the huge or the large, the, the larger I should say, merciful attribute Hashem, larger than, than in time of Abel and Enosh, the larger she came out and spoke to Noah in soft motherly tone. She said how smell, I like I smell that smell. And she told him exactly what he wished to hear. We'll see in a minute. Now let's pay attention. Now as a heavenly court coming out to talk to Noah about the new rainbow covenant, we understand now what's the difference between this heavenly court, the new one, as, as, to, as opposed to Adam. That's why we are not children of Adam anymore. And we should not be the children of Enosh anymore. We should be the children of Noah. As this is what we should be. So, so when, when, when heavenly court tell to, to, to Noah what's a new term, she could, they could speak about all the commandments. They have, they can, they have so much to say from the new aspect of greater Yud Hevavke and smaller, smaller Elohim. Uh, that, that has implication to all the six commandments, to idolatry, adultery, theft, injustice, blasphemy. They could tell him a lot about all these issues. But <coughs> instead of talking about all these issues, instead of saying, well, I am the Lord, we took, we took you out of the ark. I am the Lord, you have Afke that uh, created the world. You know, instead of saying, uh, like in Sinai, Instead of that, instead of it, it following the, the adultery, adultery, the theft, and instead of following that order, the new heavenly court, she, they spoke to Noah only <coughs> about issues that was burning on Noah's heart. And Noah was, there was less concern, Noah didn't care anymore to hear about idolatry and adultery and all this stuff. What, what the only thing that burned on his heart, on his mind at that point after the ark, after the flood, 
was the issue of bloodshed, the, the fear of killing and murdering. He knew, he, remember we talked about him, about it, how, how the children uh, that he was not supposed to marry Nama uh, from, 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 from kind tribe, because those monster children uh, or, or those children can can be can be proven to be monsters that can destroy the world. You know they can they can develop one day atomic bomb, and they can destroy the world in a second. You know, not didn't know exactly how they could destroy the world, but he had the prophecy in him that such children are potentially capable of destroying the world. Now we know how they could do that. So he was worried about such monster children. And he was wondering about a, a new son, the son, a new kind will come and, and kill again his brother. And, and then humanity will sink again slowly into Hamas and bloodshed and theft and, and the flood will come back. This issue will be described in detail of the burn offering. This is the issue that was burning on his heart. So the, the, when the court came out, they know that Noah has no patience to start listening to, to, to face. To stand there and say, I believe in this, I believe in that, I believe in Messiah, I believe in the Prophet. Now, who cares about that? Well, Noah was careful, was, 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 he knew that all these beautiful words, the theology, doesn't help you. Whatever you believe, you end up is killing. So, this was the issue of his heart. So the, the heavenly court was addressed right away, to the point um, about what was burning in his heart, which is bloodshed. And this is why uh, the Noah covenant, even today, the Noahide covenant is predicated not on, on standing there and confession about hallelujah face. We don't, don't, don't teach the world to, st to stand, uh, you should believe in A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K. You should confess, you should sing, you should, if you don't say it, I'll cut your head off, or I'll bury you down in the world, whatever. No. Only thing you should, we should care, first of all, before you open your mouth, put your sword back into your sheath. Well, Having said that, I'm not saying you will see in a minute that Noahide is not for pacifism. Whoever shed blood of man, by man shed his blood, his own blood be shed. The execution of the murderer is part of Noahide co covenant. No, the sword, Elohim, the Hashem sword is still, is still with us. But, don't murder. Don't murder. At the same time, be careful of execution because Elohim is now diminishing his, 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 his power in the world. So that's what's special about Noahide. The execution of a murderer is more, more difficult to, to do, but the law is threatening. You should, you should thou shalt not murder. But if you do murder, you are liable to death. We'll see in a minute. But the whole, the entire Noahide uh, face and the entire Noahide message to the world that what, what, what Noah was really worried about, don't explode the world with atomic bomb. 
so as as a, as a covenant come to, as Hashem came to us to Noah and spoke to him and and you will see that Hashem speak only few words it's amazing how beautiful this was it was spelled out in Hebrew just two verse that express everything that Noah wanted to know about bloodshed so when she came out, she smelled the, she smelled the, the, this is Mount Moriah with the rainbow hanging over his head from horizon to horizon. And Hashem smelled the sweet savor of the burning flesh just to, to appease his mind. And he said to, and, he, and Hashem didn't speak to, 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 to Noah. Hashem sp- spoke to his heart or her heart, his heart. And what did Hashem say? I shall not again curse the ground anymore for men or because of men. For the drive of men's heart is evil from his use. So Hashem is not talking directly from Noah to Noah. Hashem is playing there. Like a toy. You know, she's, she comes on very very motherly kind of playing to herself. She talked to her heart. And the Midrash, the rabbi, picked it up very beautifully. He says, you know, in the entire Torah, the, the righteous people always talk to their heart. Haman and Naval, all the wicked people, Esau, talk in their heart. So, so the, the righteous people talk to the heart because they can talk to the heart. They can control the heart and they, because they follow Hashem. Hashem was actually showing Noah how to... You are worried about human heart? You are worried that whatever you do, you end up with bloodshed? Well, talk to your heart. Don't talk in your heart. Talk to, to your heart. Don't come to me with all psychological explanation, you know, I'm doomed, I have the DNA in me, well, I've got a bad, bad, bad youth that I can't control myself. Talk to your heart. Don't come to excuse me. But she doesn't tell him that. She tells him to, to her own heart. And she says, I shall not curse again the, the ground and not hear that. Because, she says, the drive of main heart is evil from his youth. That's exactly what Noah wanted to hear, that he has a future. The evilness of Noah, of man's heart, is only when he was child. But now, after the flood, Noah, you are more mature now. We discussed it before. That Noah is now standing on his own leg. He's more mature. And humanity is now more mature. You can talk to your heart. You're not, you're not a, a, a babies anymore. And that's all what she said, which means there is a future. It means, well, don't be despaired, Noah. There is a future for, for, for humanity and for you. Uh, so there is no, don't be despaired. Now, and uh, let me read it again in just a few words. Hashem addressed everything that had been boiling on Noah's heart. Hashem talked to his heart, telling Noah, you too can control, can talk to your heart, the same way that I do. 
uh, your heart noach is, lies in your hand your fate is in your hand and all the righteous people in the Bible continue to talk to their heart and all the wicked people like Haman and Naval there is a Midrash if you look to the Midrash there is a lot of lame listed there righteous people to talk to the heart in the Bible and as opposed to it's a very characteristic wicked people have excuses they talk from from the heart the heart control what can I do Lord what can I do God they, they, I have no I have no choice that my heart dictate to me to kill to rob to rape what can I do well so do not think that mankind is doomed to be driven forever by evil inclination uh, to, to to commit bloodshed. Man's heart is evil only in his youth, in man's youth, but mankind is maturing. You are, you can prove that, Noah, and mankind can overcome uh, evilness, and they can overcome the bloodthirsty heart. And we know that children children are evil. You leave children alone, they can destroy really the world. If without, without a, a guidance of an adult, evil can, can kill. Uh, like today, I, I know that uh, there is a war. There is a war in, uh, in, uh, in Congo, somewhere there, I heard on the news. Uh, the warriors, uh, there are four million people killed. The, you don't see it on CNN, you don't, you don't see it on, on any other national TV network, but a, a, a doctor uh, without border report, 4 million people dead. Who are the perpetrators? 13 years old soldiers who rape and kill and burn by chewing, uh, by chewing gum. They have no, they have completely, they are completely indifferent. What do you say? The man's evil, man heart is evil in his youth. So, so did Hashem. Now, this is the part that Hashem spoke to Noah from, from, from Noah's heart uh, about, about Noah's heart. Because remember, Hashem dwells in our heart. And, and she spoke about Noah's heart because she sensed what, what was boiling on his heart. And she spoke about the future of the evil to evil tribes. So that's that's her part of the covenant. So the big Yud Hevav K, she is concerned about the spirit of the covenant, the covenant about the, the 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 bloodshed, the drive to do bloodshed, our heart. This is what her concern, evilness of our heart. As and as Hashem ended her word or his word. Elohim stepped in and told Noah the detail, now, now the, the Elohim speak about the detail of the Noah covenant uh, and, uh, and is uh, uh, giving him the new bloodshed law. And how did, it, how did Hashem, how did Elohim speak? It, it, it's beautiful to watch it because it looked like a train, passing train. Uh, it passed by him telling him in a letter fashion step fashion, it starts from small thing going up to a big thing, big issue. He tell him how, Hashem tell Noah slowly, slowly, the same way that, the same way that Hashem talked to him very compassionate and indirectly, so to speak, Elohim also 
speak to him in a tenderness. He says, a new Elohim. It's not a harsh Elohim, let it be light, let it be grass, you know. No, this Elohim spoke to him slowly, gradually bringing the issue step by step, increasing severity. And as we are going to see now, the new law of bloodshed are actually it constitutes like a wider definition of bloodshed than ever before. So the new, the new heavenly court now is express itself in the law, in the laws of bloodshed, and whatever it, the new court adds now, new definition what consider bloodshed. In the time of Adam, in the time of Enosh, this issue were not really dealt with under the law, not with Noah. We know now is concerned about wider definition, what consider bloodshed. Because this is now Hashem is here. Hashem is His mercy. Because of mercy, we are more careful about bloodshed than ever before. This paradox that the Elosh didn't recognize. And many people today don't recognize. Dafka, because of because of because of of mercy, these laws of bloodshed become harsher and more inclusive than ever before. At the same time, you don't execute, you don't execute a person as swiftly as before, because the Lokim judgment is diminishing too. So what is the Lokim saying? First of all, he gave him. Remember, this is like Elohim talking to him slowly about peripheral issue and going slowly, slowly to, to killing. So first Elohim says, and I quote, I just go by the Rainbow Covenant, and Hashem's, Elohim says, Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you, like the grass of the field I have given to all to you all, but flesh with his life, which is blood, you shall not eat. And this is a famous prohibition of eating a living a limb from a living animal. But many people don't pay attention that there is also prohibition to eat blood. In addition to cutting off a limb from from a from a living animal, also blood is included. Who says that? Rashi. Rashi says that. If Rashi says that, nobody should argue even with that. So Noahide should also refrain from eating blood. What kind of blood? A blood that carry the, 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 the soul, which means only free blood, not blood that is soaked in the meat. I was asked by somebody here last time, I think John or Gloria, somebody asked me, of Linda, I don't remember who, if you have to kosher your meat. And the answer is no, no not to put salt, to, because uh, Israel is also for, uh, has to take the blood from the meat, but Noahide in, 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 in conception, Noahide here are forbidden to eat uh, blood or to drink blood as free out out in the vein or in the arteries. Well, if, if somebody from Noah wants to, to make it uh, stringent on himself and also to put salt to take every blood, well, uh, it's up to the individual, but don't feel that you have to do that. But you certainly should, should, uh, should avoid eating uh, both things here. That's lamb, that's the Torah bound them together into one prohibition. 
And now you, 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 we already discussed here that this has no sense, this, this prohibition has no sense at all from, the, from Elohim point of view. And now that Elohim is diminishing his, his harshness even more so. So what's the point of not drinking blood or no, not eating a living animal from the time, from point of view of Elohim, it doesn't make any difference. But the big, big difference is from the eyes of Hashem would want to teach you mercy. So we can coin that prohibition as mercy. We, are, we can coin it, just nullified, uh, obligated in mercy, which means don't eat uh, don't eat blood and don't eat a, don't cut a living a, a link from a living, uh, from a cow and eat it right away from a living cow or something like that because it's it's a cool thing and and who doesn't like it Hashem there is a big Hashem you'd have Afkeh that Noah brought and she doesn't like it go and argue with her for her it's a cruel cruelty in her eye and she doesn't like it now uh, Elohim so uh, this is now so important uh, a, a law that became now uh, that's uh, considered now a law, Noahide law number seven, which actually typified the Rainbow Covenant. The whole, the whole Rainbow Covenant can be typified by mercy, by this, by this particular law, which has no meaning but, but mercy. And also it has, it enforces the prohibition of bloodshed. Remember, that's the whole thing here. So number seven and forces number 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 three. Now Elohim continued to talk as he passed by and he says, Surely the blood of your life shall I require from you. So no suicide. It means you will come to me one day, or even if you commit suicide, don't think you will you will escape. And Elohim continued to in a later fashion now from suicide you go to indirect killing. Uh, and the end of every beast shall I require it, so your life I will require from every beast. Now, the beast here present any external force that take your life, or or, or you or, or or if 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 you send if a person said that beast, which means a person said. Set up some machinery, some way to kill another person by a beast or by a technology, by a technological thing, indirectly. We'll talk about it. And from, from indirect killing, Hashem Elohim continues saying, and from the hand of Adam, it means I will ask, I will ask a retribution if you kill a person by a Adam, by a mercenary. And from the hand of man's brother, I shall acquire the life of Adam. Means, uh, <coughs> if a person a brother kill another person in the name of mercy, I shall ask. Uh, I can. I can ask. I will consider him a killer. And then it comes to the abortion. Whoever shed blood of Adam, in Adam will his own blood is shed. So Adam in Adam here sound like a, a abortion. When a child is embryo in the uterus is Adam in Adam. So we should not kill Adam in Adam. And then the same verse can be read 
whoever shed blood in Adam, by Adam, or in Adam court, his own blood should be shed, so that's execution. So, let's now discuss it. And then he adds, for the image of Elohim, he made Adam. So, first of all, we see there are categories here of suicide, indirect killing, abortion, that actually were not included in, in the time, in the bloodshed category of Adam and Eve, and not in the time of Enosh. So Hashem present actually enlarge or bring in another category. So that's, called, that's a new heavenly court of Noah. Things that are now considered bloodshed, a murder. We, we, we discuss number, number one, eating blood, that Rashi says, and eating a living limb, uh, no need to kosher by, by salting, because only, only free blood is, is for prohibited. This is became Noahide number seven, representing the entire revelation of Noah. And now uh, it enforces a bloodshed. Now we move to suicide. We already discussed suicide. It's also a new law that from the time, from the point of Elohim, the suicide already paid the ultimate price. He's not here anymore. What do you want to kill him again? But it's because of Hashem. Hashem, Hashem still demand angry at him because he cut the tree of life. So, what does it mean? It means when you look at the suicide, the suicide, you can look at him with two two eyes. First of all, you have a compassion for him. The suicide has suffered. He didn't kill himself because just like that. So there is a lot of compassion for the suicide. So if, if Hashem is here in Ikri's presence, of course she should she should actually look with compassion to suicide. That's on the other, on one hand. On the other hand of the same of the same Hashem, there is a heart revolving sword and that, that keeps the, the tree of life. So there is a clash between inside Hashem, so to speak. There is a clash between the two the two facets of mercy. On one hand compassion for the suicider, on the other hand this suicider cut the tree of life. So that, that here we say here 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 the law is that we have less compassion to, for this person, and we tell that the Torah says that he cut the tree of life, so we will punish him when he get to the heavenly court. So what about the case with greater with greater compassion? If the killer, let's say, what happened to a case where there is a lot more compassion to the killer, like a, like killing by a beast? What does it mean, beast? If uh, I told you, we already discussed that killing by beast means if I tie a person if all of a if a beast or snake or fly that can kill the person beast some can kill sometimes don't kill like a lion snake almost always kill uh, sooner or later there are certain insects that will kill immediately this is a, the a discussion of the Talmud that separate this level of severity. But what's important here, uh, those, the, the people who use beasts or snake or vicious flight to kill their enemy, they are, they are considered killer, 
there's no problem there. But what, what about people who you feel compassion for the killer? Like if a person, if a, uh, let's say a, a lock, you lock a person without a food, or you take out, take out of the medication, or you remove the life-supporting machine, uh, what, what this killer, I mean this killer, well, if it does it, if it does it intentionally because of a malice, uh, because of agony, because of he has some problem with the with the person, doesn't like it too easily, just a killer. But here we are talking about a person who will, will disconnect the life machine, or hold back the medication, or, or deny the food, so to speak, doesn't cut off the IV because of compassion. So how do you regard this killer? Do you guard it? There is a split between the shame, between mercy, in, inside mercy. So there is a more mercy to him than to the to the to the person before the, the suicider. Now we may say, well, this this murderer, we feel we have compassion for him because he did. He tried to help his his, his brother, but in, in indirectly, he didn't kill him. He just denied. He denied his medication and the beast killing, the, 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 the disease killing. So maybe we should have compassion for him. On the other side, the the the, the UFK has a has a revolving sword against whoever cut cut uh, the tree of life. So who has the upper hand in this case, where the the the, the amount of compassion we feel to the killer? is greater than in the, in the previous case. Well, the Torah says he's considered a killer. This is the halacha. But, remember, Elohim is shrunk. Elohim is now diminished. You don't execute it, never execute such a person in the Torah, by the Torah law. You can execute him, if you want, by the, by the government, but not in the name of the Torah. Because the Torah says, he come to me, I'll, I'll take care of him. You don't. So here, he's considered a killer, but the, the, there is more compassion for him. You cannot execute him. <coughs> so, uh, what happened now, we, uh, there is a, a greater amount. You can go, the Torah now advanced to a larger amount of compassion. Elohim now speak about a person will, ki will kill another person not by a beast, but by, by the hand of human being. Suppose uh, here is mercenary, but, but not mercenary is a killer. When you have a when you have person person is hired is hired to kill somebody else, you forget about the messenger. You deal the you deal with a with a killer as if he acted on his own. That's for sure. But here we are talking. The whole, the whole new things here is when you when you hire a, a doctor to kill that person with compassion. Again, he's a killer, Doctor Kavokin kind of like that. He's a. Uh, we feel. Comp is it? Do we, should we have a compassion for him, or should 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 Hashem uh, or should we punish him because he cut the tree of life? And Hashem says no. He's a killer. But you don't execute him. I will execute him. But he is a murderer. So it should, you should not teach that she should be done. It should be prohibited. By all means, you can, you can stop it, you can throw him to jail, you can do anything, but you don't execute him. 
Now the Torah goes on further. We have more compassion. In case we have more compassion for the killer. Now the killer says, no, I'm not going to hire a doctor. Why should I put another person in jail? I'll do it myself. I'll take everything on myself. I'm ready to sacrifice my life. I don't care what happened to me. I want to save this man's agony. That's the second, that's when, when he says, from the hand of your brother I will seek your blood. So this is a classical case when, uh, uh, when, when you actively, not just disconnect the, the breathing machine and let the beast kill, kill the, the, the person, but here you, you inject cyanide into the, into the arm of the sufferer. So who, who is, now there is more compassion so who has the upper hand in, in the split between in, in Hashem? Hashem is now big. You have half is enormous. So we're not talking about from Elohim's side. Mm. Elohim's side says, well, you, you never execute such a person. <coughs> but Hashem, the question is, how does Hashem deal with him? He's a killer or, or, he's, or he's a, he's a we, we cry for that person. No, he's a killer. And you treat him as a killer. And you should teach. Yeah, the teachings of North society, North community, should be that such cases should not be allowed. And now we moved on to to even higher compassion, abortion. Well, the Torah understand. Uh, well, if it's just a woman does comp- uh, abortion because she just she doesn't like uh, this or that, she's a ki- she's a killer. But we are talking here about again a person who, who commit abortion because of. Uh, if she does abortion for saving the mother life is also another story. But here is abortion when when the, the, when when we feel compassion for the woman, whatever reason is. And and here for the first time, uh, the Torah says no, there is no compassion at all for the for the killer, and and you execute him in in Noach law, you can execute him in human court court. And now we move, the Torah moved on from abortion to direct killing. And here there is no compassion at all. If you intentionally kill somebody because of convenience, because of robbery, because of anger, now the, the huge sword of, of Hashem, the evolving sword, join the, the Elohim sword, and both of them demand your, your execution in human court. court. So uh, there is no excuse, and a person should be murdered. But at the same time, remember, it should be very carefully executed. You should uh, the, the harshness. You don't follow kind children of Elohim law that they commit executed so swiftly. You have to to you have to be careful. How do I know that? Because then Moses came later on. And when Moses says in Sinai, in number 6, he says, Thou shalt not kill, or it doesn't say thou shalt not kill, it says, Thou shalt not murder. So the rabbi says, what, what did he come to teach us? We already know from Noah what is thou shalt not murder. So what does Moses come to teach us on Sinai that Noah didn't include? So the answer is, because you have Avkei came closer to Sinai than to Noah, so now, now the, the revolving sword is even higher, stronger. 
So now you can almost never execute a person from almost no law. And, and, and he says, thou shalt not murder is actually a, 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 a warning to the human court, to the Sanhedrin. They should be very careful. In fact, in, according to the, to the Bible, according to the Talmud, the only time that the murder, the Sanhedrin ever executed a person is not for blasphemy, not if somebody says, I am, I am a prophet, or I am God, that's what never, never done in the Sanhedrin. The only time you could murder a person, uh, when he himself was seen to kill somebody else, they had witnesses. He was warned three times. And the Sanhedrin now, not a jury of, of three people, a jury of 70 people sit there for a for, for long time and bothering the witnesses and trying to see if they, if they tell us the truth. If the person did really commit the murder, if he was, he was warned three times, there, is a three, there are two Masechtot in the Talmud completely dedicated for that, describing in detail how the Sanhedrin procedure was so carefully done. And next, investigating exactly what the procedure, how many times you have to ask, what kind of question you have to ask, and how many, and you have to <coughs> do it again, 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 seventy times. Each each judge should be carefully make up his mind that this murderer deserved the death. Only then you execute him, and only if the temple temple is is standing. Now, uh, because because thou shalt not murder, because the, it's become more. More, it's become the, 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 the prohibition to the court. The court can be a killer if they are not careful. So they have to be very careful. Uh, so that's why as Hashem comes closer and closer and becomes more difficult to execute, to execute a, uh, a, a, a death penalty. Which the Talmud says, in, if if the, if the Sanhedrin executed one murderer in one in, in seventy in seventy years, uh, they thought they were mourning all their life. They thought maybe we, maybe we did a mistake. Maybe we are murderer ourselves. This is what the Talmud said. So not for adultery, not for idolatry, not for any reason, you execute in a Sanhedrin law, and certainly not in holidays. Certainly not in Passover only for, for killing. Those who say otherwise simply don't know what Sanhedrin was. So, it is more difficult to execute a murderer by Moses' law than by any other law. There is no human judiciary system that uh, makes it so difficult to, to execute even a proven murderer than the Torah law. So, I think we, we finish here, time of time of past. Uh, <clears throat> what we learned today, I think, is, is, is probably... Uh, I, couldn't, I could not have taught you that without this introduction of we discussed so many times what Hashem is, what, what, uh, what Elohim is, what the prayer is, what, what, what Noahite is, what, what the, the, the Noah flood generation is, what, what Enosh is. All this came now to, to, as a lump sum to understand what the rainbow revelation is all about. The new heavenly court that actually didn't change. Noah, Noah, uh, Noah the, 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 we still today live under the same jurisdiction, so to speak, of Elohim as Noah. 
is nullified. Uh, we're still facing the same soul of Elohim, although Hashem came closer and closer to us. But when Hashem clo come, came closer and closer to us, it also increases our liability. Yeah, we are forgiven more, we can repent, it's fine. We are coming close to the Sabbath. But we, 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 Hashem has a scrutiny eye for evilness. If you are not merciful, if you are not compassion, if you do the evilness, we are now more liable than ever before. And so forth. So that's, that's the new heavenly court that we live now under Noahide law. Any questions for me? Um, so, um, if not, uh, I'll, I'll please read it again and prepare for me question uh, next time. And we are moving now. We, we can discuss it forever. We have so many things to discuss, things that we didn't even mention today. But we'll have opportunity to come again and again to Rainbow Covenant, its meaning, and so forth. But we need to move on because we, we, we learn about uh, adultery, adultery in Eden, and with the, the bloodshed and its issues. And now we're going to ready to move on to uh, to move on for 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 theft and Abraham and the song Gemara. What then is a punishment for murder? A murder, first of all, you have to bring it to a court, Noahide court. And you have to investigate the case carefully. And although, and, and the more, the, the more g number of judges is the better. Although you can get by with one, unlike Israel, Israel has to have 70 judges. Noahide, because in Israel it's more difficult to execute. Noahite nations can, can in theory uh, get by with one judge, but we don't recommend it. They can, who says that they cannot increase the number of one to, to numerous judges? And if they find the case, if they find the murderer really he was warned, uh, if there was witness, and they are 100% sure, then uh, the, up to the court to see uh, if to really put him to jail or to, or to really execute him. But the, the punishment, the death penalty should, should never be written out. It should always be hanging there. Because there might be a case that you would like to execute a person, an evil person. What was the need for the cities of refuge? In the city of refuge in Israel, where, where, where the Torah described it only for those who killed by mistake, unintentionally, completely unintentionally. You walk, uh, a person was walking, cut trees in, 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 in the forest, he didn't, he didn't pay attention, he didn't see, the, till, the tree fell and, uh, and hit somebody else who was passing by, or one of the other walkers. He didn't, the person didn't want to, to kill. It was completely uh, 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 an unforeseen case, completely a mistake, unfortunate case. So the city of refuge was done to to give him a sense what Cain did. Cain was also exiled, so to speak, outside. So the person is now uh, exiled to the city of refuge. It cannot, it cannot get out until the, 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 the high priest is, uh, is uh, ex uh, 
die and another artist come out and, and nobody can touch that person uh, as long as he live in the city of refuge but before he goes to the city of refuge he has to stand in court and he has to prove the case that he, it, that he, it was done really unintentionally then the court escorted him to the city of refuge and uh, then he's safe nobody can touch him, he can walk in the street, he can do anything else if somebody kill him, if the family of the family or the victim kill him well, they are now liable for, for death and so that's the city of refuge that's unrelated to our, to our topic here any other question? but if there is no death penalty for murder why should one bother to go to city? I didn't say there is no, no death penalty did I say there was no death penalty? I said it's very difficult to prove. <coughs> because in order to prove a, a guilt, you catch, you catch a murderer. Now, if, 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 uh, if the, in order to execute a murderer in the court, you have to ask, you have to have two witnesses in Jewish law, in, in, in Moses' law, warn him three times they have to see him doing that not that he enter a house and uh, they were alone even if they enter a house and they came out and later on they found the body there and they are sure that this person executing still you cannot execute that man <coughs> so so they uh, so such a man if you, you uh, such a man, uh, the, the court can decide now what to do with him. But for his, for this person, uh, the city of refuge, I'm not so sure it will help him because it's not, it's not like free of guilt. The city of refuge is only for people who, who really, really have no connection to that person, and everything that happened it was just accidental. Otherwise, there, if a person was involved in a, in, in, a, in a victim life, and even if you are sure that he uh, that he killed him, but there is no witnesses, they are not 100% like uh, according to the to the Torah law. You cannot execute him, but you you may not send him free. But you don't send him to the city of refuge. City of refuge is only for somebody who had absolutely no connection to the victim. And it was totally accidental. Any other question? Good. So we learn a lot. This is a heavy topic, and I know we just scratched the surface. I just want to have the, 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 to teach to to show you how to approach those topics, how to understand the split between Hashem, between the mercy, because of mercy. We look at these people harsh, more harsh, but those people that we mentioned here, the suicide, the indirect killing, the, the cutting the breathing machine, Hashem doesn't like those people who cut off the tree of life. Alright, so you have a nice week, and uh, think about all this topic, and we will learn, uh, we'll move on with Hashem help next week at the same time. Good night.